Hello and welcome back to another podcast with me, Nora and Selma. Today we are going to be reviewing Hannibal Season 3, Episodes 5, I don't know, 4, 5, 6, I believe. And um, yeah, I mean, this, I'm really excited about this little arc here today. It's it uh, probably my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got some of the best scenes of Season 3 and possibly for me at least one of the best fight scenes of um the whole show so oh yeah yes absolutely (laughs) so episode four was uh dr frederick chilton is alive and well if not somewhat reconstructed urging those wronged by hannibal lecter to use will graham as bait to flesh him out jack crawford is distracted by bella crawford's failing health but he implores will to abandon the risky idea of finding hannibal Meanwhile, Alana Bloom entertains a different approach, potentially partnering with Mason Verger to utilize his vast resources. What a uh, episode this one was. I thought it was so funny how it started with both Chilton and Verger sitting there just talking about how much they hate Hannibal. <laughs> yeah. I, it, this, this, uh, <laughs> this season is such a Hannibal support club season. This episode especially, and I think the next one too. Yeah, we we definitely see. Oh, I, I feel like the, this episode is all about the secondary characters coming back. So like Jag, Chilton, mm-hmm. Alana, um, Verger, and it's it's really interesting seeing how transformed everyone is. Yeah, for real, because they yeah. have made I guess you could say one eighty changes from how they were feeling before when they were all just absolutely enamored with Hannibal mm-hmm. to now where they're completely disillusioned by him. And I feel like they're all kicking themselves, you know, for being silly as they were. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's in there. It's almost like they're in their emo stage. Like they just, <laughs> they're like, ah, oh, they're just so pissed at themselves. They're so angry at Hannibal. Everyone seems to be on a revenge kick and, and Hannibal's just, you know, on the other side of the world, just drinking, you know, wine and champagne and having fun and everyone's just, like, plotting. But they're also, I think, very terrified because it's it's um, it's um clearly not something they're all jumping to do. They've, they're all hiring people. They're all, like, talking. There's still a lot of... It feels like a slow process to catch this guy. And I feel like they all know that yeah. it's going to take a lot of um, smarts and because mm-hmm. he's a slippery dude, you know, he gets away with anything and everything with his charm and they know that. And yeah. for them to try to capture that, you know, even though he was literally in their hands this whole time and he still got away <laughs> with it all. And it's they're they're definitely um, weighing their options and, and really figuring out what they could do. But Verger is the one that seems to have the most money when it comes to trying to get him. So I think he's going to be the one. Yeah, they're all sort of um, latching on to Verger, or at least um, Alana is his uh, connection to the FBI or something. I noticed uh, that the whole yeah. relationship between like Alana and, and Margot and Verger is very strange in that it seems like they've completely forgiven him for the past, for last season, you know, for being the piece of shit he was because they are i don't know maybe maybe it's out of necessity that they are 
but they seem to really be cozying up to him. But it's probably just so that they can use his money and his pull. Yeah, I think so. It it definitely feels like a... I mean, the atmosphere is so tense when they're with him. It feels like they're just lying through their teeth. Alana especially, she looks really different and she feels much Mm -hmm. more polished and put together. And I, I don't think she's she's showing as many emotions as she did in previous seasons, which is good because she's finally learning to be um, a bit, a little bit smart as opposed to super emotional like she was before. Yeah, I feel like she's probably she's probably not the most upset. Everybody has their equal reason for being upset, but I feel like her ego was very big. And I yeah. think it's taken a real big hit. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't uh, think she... I mean, like, I mean you, said, you said that about Jack as well with the ego thing. I think ego is a really interesting topic because I think out of all of them, Will is the one who is setting his ego aside. Oh, yeah. He barely has one at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been obliterated. Yeah, and Jack, I mean, good on him for finally finding a priority that isn't um, other people. And it's actually him, his life, his wife. Yeah. He's focusing on that. And he's literally telling these people that are coming to him about Hannibal, like, look, I'm not the one anymore. And Mm. I got my wife and that's who matters, you know? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I love that for him so much. It's... yeah. It was horrible seeing him lose himself in the job and he 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 wasn't even that good at it. <laughs> like like he it felt like he was one of those people who were in the job for a bit too long and needed a break. And Hannibal and this whole situation has forced him into some kind of break. Um Yeah. It's like it's it, the fact that his wife is on the verge of death. Yeah. Never even came into his mind before even though she's been on the verge of death for a while now yeah but it still wasn't enough to pull him away it wasn't until he almost died that he realized what he could have lost right okay so you think that maybe him almost dying perhaps before her made him realize that these are the only days he has left with her and he needs to use them yeah like maybe he's realizing that he almost threw away, you know, her twilight year, basically, because he was worried about saving the day, which I mean, it's a commendable, his heart's in the right place thing. But at the same time, when will your wife die again? You know? Oh, that's an interesting statement. Yeah. And that, that statement reminds me of the scene where they mirror the mar- the, their wedding day and the funeral, both at a church. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, when will she die again? And when will you, will you have married her again? When will you have this life with her, these moments with her? They will never return. And um, I, loved the, I loved the scenes there because he was putting the ring on. They were dressing her dead body. You know, like when they put makeup on a dead body and stuff. And yeah. I was, at times confused like wait is that the was that a flashback to the wedding the wedding day or not and it almost didn't seem to matter it's it made me think about like uh these these important moments in life 
whether it's yeah just a birth birth or a wedding or a funeral it's they are almost all the same um the blurring of those two themes is so interesting uh and moving and it and blurring seems to happen a lot in these three episodes there was even a line god Mm. i wrote it down because i thought it was just so profound having to do with him and his wife and i think I can't remember who said it. When we come to it, I'll see it. No, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it was up. Was it again. the one about the window? Maybe. He Maybe. says something like he doesn't, uh, it's not right to look out of this window without her, like the same view. I, I, that, that stuck out to me. It might be a different line. I know. Yeah. It's the part where he says that he held her till her brain died. Oh, and that's all anyone could hope for. And I cried. Mm. That's what I wrote down. I was like, oh, my God. Like, because, you know, the body dies. Yes. But sometimes the brain is still there. And he held her. Mm. She was gone. And that like that really, to me, conveyed the relationship between him and his wife and how deep it was for him. Like they did a really good job of showing that, you know. Yeah. And he goes back to the same place um, in the end. I mean, I, at first oh, yeah. I wrote, you know, he says it's not right to look out the same window without her. And then he goes to the other side of the world. But actually, he's going to where he met her. He's not actually running away from, from the home. It's, he's going back to where he met her. So it's, it does feel like a full circle. It's, Yeah. Like he's taking to her, taking her to where she was happy and where she was at her most vibrant, I think, you know, and that's when he fell in love with her. So that's the her he wants to, I guess, for her to be in, for her to stay in. And I thought that was lovely. At first I was like, no, keep some of her for yourself because he threw all of her in there. But I was like, no, no, because she's gone. And that's just her body. It's fine. You know, the memories are what stays with him. Yeah. Yeah. He has nothing to live for now. Um, that's true. Now he can focus on something else. And that, yeah. I feel like that that's good for everyone. Because yeah. we, need, we need him focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he was definitely... Oh, man. He's been through a lot, and he was definitely, well, probably in two minds about everything, because after he almost died, he could only focus on one thing. I think that's when he realized that he he was doing a bad job at both by focusing on two things, mm-hmm. um, and now he can actually focus on finding Hannibal. And I don't, and I love that he's not even concerned with just the law or or due process that seemed that he was always concerned with before or not always I mean, not with miriam <laughs> um, yeah he's he's kind of free of those responsibilities now that he's not in charge so to speak. yeah 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 and, and, I, and I love seeing that we, we we love seeing jack and his element and i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. he's a big guy his element is physical <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know so in this episode, episode four, kind of like towards the beginning, you see Will kind yeah. of thinking about what was supposed to happen that night. 
you know, before Hannibal got away. And yeah. where what their plan or what Hannibal thought their plan was, was that they were going to have Jack over for dinner and they were going to kill him together. That was going to be their thing. Yeah. And I, I, I'm wondering if this kind of revelation or this uh, reveal of the plan is not only obvious to us, but maybe also obvious to Jack. Maybe he now sees what Hannibal and Will were planning to do. And, you know, the question of what side Will is on is still kind of there, even for Jack, despite what Will says, you know. And that must have been so hard for him to process. Like these two people who I thought were my best friends were planning to kill me. That that must have been hard. Yeah, that is very heavy. I mean, I, I, at first I was like, were they friends? Were they all really friends? But yeah, you're right. They, to an, I mean, he worked with Will. He was at least close with Will. And, um, I can definitely see how alone he feels now. I think he will never trust Will fully again. And Mm -hmm. he can't. And I think also what he does in the next episode kind of shows me that he's done being a team, belonging to a team. He was always a team leader or a team player. And it was all about the team and like due process. And, And seeing him become a lone wolf and become like, I am looking out for myself now, for Bella being there for her when she dies, doing what I want to do that gives me pleasure, I think that's what he's doing now. He is not using other people to get what he wants. He is the instrument. And, 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 and I think that he, doesn't, he didn't really realize just how much power, how much power he has on his own. Um, mm-hmm. um, like, like how he could have been the one to... Take really right and and he could have brought hannibal down but because his priorities were kind of skewed and he was letting the wool be pulled over his eyes because he wasn't keeping his investigator hat on he was resting on his laurels and he was looking at these two dudes like they were his best friends you know that's Mm. that's how he saw them whether they saw him that way or not didn't matter because he in his mind was being told the truth. He trusted them with everything instead of being suspicious of everyone as he mm. should have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Jack. How about uh, Chilton uh, coming up to Alana and rubbing it in that he was uh, pulling the wool <laughs> over her eyes too? <laughs> <laughs> that is such a Chilton thing. Oh my God. I, love I it. died. He's so good. Mm. <laughs> And so Chilton, he's like, y'all, y'all think Will is innocent here, that he's playing some kind of game. But I'm telling y'all right now, he's not too sure what side he's on, even though, you know, I don't think Will has ever exposed that to him the way he has, like, say, to Chio. But Chilton can see he's a psychologist. You know, he knows what he's looking at. He knows what he hears. He sees what Will does. And in his mind. Will is totally on Hannibal's side. And he seems to be telling everyone that by the look of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chilton is actually, out of all the characters, he, his, his intuition is not far off. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, at times it feels a little bit neurotic and a bit like, whoa, a bit paranoid there. But 
I mean, it's probably better to be paranoid on this show than not. Yeah. Like, okay, so in the beginning, he's super ego-driven. He thought he had the Chesapeake Ripper already, you know, because of Gideon. So he was really ego-driven. So now that he's been brought down a peg or two, I think, just like Jack, his instincts are heightened. He knows where he was going wrong. And now he's got, like, a level-headed kind of idea of what's happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, when you have the answers after you've made your guesses you can kind of go <laughs> right well here here where here is where i was going right here is where i was going wrong and i think yeah his ego has been brought down a peg once you can let go of that a little bit you can actually take stock of what you're good at and i think he he's probably now a better psychologist or psychiatrist yeah because of everything that's happened um i think everyone seems to be better at their job now <laughs> Like, thank you, Hannibal, actually, maybe. (laughs) You know, I was wondering, after that scene, I was like, did they ever search Hannibal's house? Like, did they go through his basement? Did they find, like, what could they have found down there? Oh, that would have been so good to know, yeah. (laughs) And I don't know if they ever, like, go into it. Because, you know, how they're kind of piecemealing the, the past and what happened after, you know, the kerfuffle at Hannibal's house. So... I'm hoping that they bring that up. I don't recall them ever doing so, though. So that would have no, been interesting. I don't remember either. Maybe. I mean, he... Mm, yeah, I don't want to say anything. Um, yeah. I thought it was funny when Alana came to Hannibal's house. This is why I was having that thought, because she goes into his house. It's open, I guess, or available for people to just walk into. And so she walks in and of course, Will's already there doing his little brooding thing in the kitchen. And uh, he tells her to, he just basically tells her to just leave, just fuck off, please. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) Oh, all the dynamics is just so much better this this season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's it's actually a funnier season. Yeah. I, I I really like that they are now because there's less subterfuge happening between them. So there's you know there's not double speak. There's no um, um, hiding. You know they're all just kind of out there. Yeah, it's just a lot of like passive aggressive comments. Like yeah, well I knew. Well yeah, you knew. You you fuck off. It's like <laughs> it's uh it's just hilarious. <laughs> so. Um, Alana says something about how the marrow that came from her bones, like from her hip breaking and stuff, is in her blood. So I was like, is that what made her gay? Like, what's happening? Because <laughs> apparently it changes her. It oh, makes her a different God. person. Wow, okay. Interesting. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. I mean, it really changed her. I was surprised. Yeah, I mean, imagine the last two guys that you liked are kind of in love and kind of murderers or whatever like that would make anyone gay this is true i did not consider that but you are correct that would probably make me not trust men as much (laughs) yeah like i think she she went through something very traumatic and oh yeah i think that they had to keep her in the show and, and i think it does it does kind of it doesn't actually make 100% sense. I mean, she could have been bi the whole time, but it does feel like with the outfit change and the hair and the makeup, I feel like they try to 
say that maybe she went through so much that she's a different person and you know yeah I think like the doctor's telling her that and it kind of like clicking in her and now she can kind of say use it as an excuse but really all mm. these changes are organic and yeah. are coming from a place of uh, spite and revenge yeah <laughs> yeah Uh, let's see what happens oh. next. Oh, oh um, should we? Do you want to move on to episode five, or do you have more notes on it? Sure. I mean, I do. Uh, Hannibal the cannibal. I thought that was funny that he mm, trademarked that Chilton. <laughs> <laughs> oh my um, god. Then Hannah assists suicide. What's going on? Oh, oh yeah. I was like. Did he kill his wife, Jack? And then, sure enough, he did. He gave her too much of a dose. So it's kind of a mercy. Yeah, this is where I talk about the funeral. So we went over that already. Uh, oh, Jack's trying not to care, but he wants to say will. That's what I put. That's how we go into the next yeah. episode, which I thought was funny that mm -hmm. Will is going to Europe on a boat, a little boat. Like, is that, I mean, it's feasible, yes, but it doesn't seem like Wait, a good idea. What? You didn't see that? Like, the, the first uh, episode four ends with him on a boat, and he's but, leaving. Is that like a... I think that's when he goes, when he first goes to oh. Europe, and he's leaving on a boat. I'm assuming because he's trying not to leave a trail, you know, like, because he's buying a ticket if he takes a plane, or if he takes you know, a commercial boat or something like that. This way, he just leaves the country. Nobody knows anything. Yeah. That just... <laughs> I'm not going to question realistic. it. Cool. <laughs> like, really? Okay. Because that weather looks really bad. Yeah. Like, the, the whole Atlantic? Are you sure? Like, what? Like, I know people um, sail around the world, but... I wonder if it was, it's one of, maybe he's taking like a, a boat somewhere else to fly from somewhere else or. Maybe. I mean, that, that would be interesting if we knew that. I would. He's um, leaving the Northeast coast. So, I mean, he could probably get to the UK pretty quick and then from there take flights. I mean, or yeah, train. maybe like Iceland or. Yeah. Because I know they stop off there um, sometimes in the airplanes and stuff. Um. So episode five, we're yes. back in present day. We're 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 now uh, in the uh, Hannibal's Euro era. <laughs> yeah, his Euro. <laughs> yeah, episode five is called um, Contorno. Whatever. <laughs> um, Jack and Will, along with Chio, arrive in Florence with different agendas for Hannibal. While D Detective Patsy gets close, it's like a one-line summary. It's really weird. <laughs> Well, it's funny because I made my own little summary on top and I said, everyone's oh. chasing Hannibal. That's what they're yeah. doing now. <laughs> Everyone see. is trying to get Hannibal and Hannibal is just chilling with Bedelia topless. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing I wrote here and I noticed that I wrote this, that Chio has an awesomely trained nose, but I forgot when I wrote that, that so does Hannibal. Mm. So, like, is that something that they kind of taught each other to do? I don't know. Or is that where he gained his trait, his his talents for smelling things and knowing what they were? Yeah, I, I, I think that she's from a rich family. So maybe it's 
sort of part of how they raised him to like appreciate certain scents and smells and that that could be part of how he noticed other things but i i want to guess that he was born like that because he doesn't feel human to me and so yeah <laughs> yeah like he's so, probably better at it than she is but maybe he taught her maybe he taught her yeah yeah i thought so you tell me the relationship between bedelia and hannibal yeah, you I want to talk about that. <laughs> are they are they doing it? You think they're doing it? I think that doing it. is, I wrote that too. I was like, does are they do they act like like are they using each other? Like, do they does Hannibal have human needs apart from eating? Like, what? That's it's like, is there sex involved? I mean, because yeah. like they're sitting there. They're Maybe that's the there. only reason she sticks around. Yeah, I mean, because like. <laughs> They're kind of in a state of undress. Hannibal has no shirt on. She's in like a robe with only lingerie underneath. Yeah. And he's like cradling her neck, touching her shoulders. Like he's very open. And I even put, I said, he must have carnal needs outside of cannibalism. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Like it, it, it does feel like they don't show us that because it would somehow make him seem less scary. Like, yeah. oh, he's just a fucking guy. <laughs> uh, whatever. We don't want that. Like, in our psychopath. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, but, yeah, wow. I, I think it's so great that they keep it a mystery. That, that there is, it, the way he's touching her can be interpreted as sexual, but it could also be interpreted as, like, he wants to legit slit her throat and suck the blood out of her neck or something. Um, so I, I kind of... Like that, yeah. I was just thinking, like, okay, so, like, you're having sex with this man, but you know that you are being fed to be eaten by this man. So it's like, Jesus. Like Army Hammer, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It's crazy. I'm like, that must be... We should like- get on the net and, like, go on cannibal forums, be like, so, do you guys... <laughs> have sex with them first or like what is it (laughs) it's gotta be like some sort of like real like brain fuck to like have sex with the person that you know wants to eat you kill you consume you like it must put you on a whole other level of um Mm. interconnectedness like Mm. like quite the well, they do talk know. about connect- connectedness is a really important theme in Hannibal. And even with the killers from season one, with the, you know, the mushroom guy, and he's connecting people and growing mushrooms. Mm-hmm. True. I think that um, love, death, you know, all of that is, is more connected than we realize. Like, they even say we want to bite baby's cheeks or like you know we almost like, I, you know how they say you want to eat a baby it's not you don't actually want to eat the baby but they say yeah. something about like biting it's to do with like love and stuff so <laughs> maybe hannibal while i don't think he wants to fuck you know gideon for example he ate him he did i don't i don't think he wanted to have sex with him i do think that because he eats people and because he has the ability to love or have sex with people have attraction 
that it doesn't seem to just switch off his desire to eat her, for example, or to eat Will. Like, he can want to eat them and also have feelings for them. And, and yeah, it does seem like a, like a really weird mindfuck, like, but it also makes sense because of the whole, like, you would want to consume your lover's thoughts, your lover's feelings, you want to understand them. And so there's only one more line left, which is physical consumption. Like, mm -hmm. It's such and, a yeah. intimacy to be... It is an intimate thing, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it kind of puts some perspective on those people that have, a, you know, like a... What's it called? Oh, I forget. It starts with a V, but it's the... It's that kink to be consumed by someone else. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think I know what you mean. Um... <laughs> I'm sure one of our listeners probably knows, <laughs> or maybe all of them do. And if so, I feel bad for you. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, please don't, don't be offended. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh... it's just a weird little relationship that he and Bedelia have, and it's yeah. very titillating to think about. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I still think that him and Will, or Will and him, would have a more intimate relationship than Oh yeah. Him. Because even if Hannibal fucks Bedelia, I don't think he feels about her the same way he feels about Will. Mm -mm. It's not he's not in a vulnerable position with Bedelia. And I think uh -huh. with Will he is. There is okay. a deep vulnerability for Will that he recognizes and I think yeah. that's what scares him. And because there's that exchange it's more it's deeper. Yeah. Yeah, right. for sure. Mm. Speaking of exchanges, mm -hmm. that next mm -hmm. scene where Berger just flat out tells Alana that she must swallow, I lost it. Oh. Where he's like, yeah. uh, spitters are quitters, and I don't see him as a quitter. Wow. He's disgusting. Like, he really <laughs> is. Her face was just like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, I felt for her. <laughs> you know, she, okay. She is very tough now. She is. I was wondering about that scene, actually. So after that, she's talking about how she was able to find where he is, which is in Florence, uh, where, where Hannibal is. But I'm wondering, how did she get that information? Like, was she using his contact? But, like, how did she know about Ver Vera Dahl, the, the, the grocer? Um, where Bedelia gets her meals, basically. Is it, was she just following the trail of purchases of that specific wine? Maybe, yeah, like where Bedelia was purchasing those things, it's quite rare to come across. Like, I know they're in Italy, but still, maybe those things are quite, yeah. Like, I know there are certain foods and things here that are only stored in certain types of delis and across London like maybe there are only 50 of them or 25 so yeah maybe she was just tracking those things but all of Italy I don't know that's pretty a lot um it is but you know she does have access to like the file I'm assuming she has some kind of access within the FBI maybe she has some pull or some contacts that can maybe cross-reference the kind and, like, of looking for patterns and she said it was every week so mm -hmm. yeah and I mean they know I'm sure that they did search Hannibal's house so they know they had to take kind of stock of what they found in there so yeah. 
taking that list of wines I'm sure he had in his uh in his wine cellar. He, he couldn't just... get rid of everything that quickly. So <laughs> I know. Oh man, imagine the wines he left behind. I noticed that uh, Will is very, like, I feel that Will finally found a person that he could just be honest with about Hannibal without feeling any kind of trepidation about repercussions for it, you know? Like, he could just tell Chio whatever, and it's not going to get back to the FBI. (laughs) Yeah. They found and, they found um, solace in each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, he really does kind of open up about how he feels about Hannibal. And like he says, like he thinks he's kind of like one with him. Whenever Hannibal does something, he feels guilty as if it was him. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. He even says, yeah, he says that to Hannibal in the next episode. Um, It's. There is a they they they're so vulnerable with each other and it's and it does also seem like they they kiss and they like I think they have sex, um, or something, because they want to connect to Hannibal. They're not. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're actually interested in each other. I think it's more like you're the only other person that's that close to Hannibal, that I need to be close to you to feel close to Hannibal like by proxy. Yeah, that's true. Because they're both just so connected to him, but in different ways. Yeah. And um, I, 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 later on, I kind of write that I think Chio, after this, you know, after all this talking to Will and understanding the relationship Will has with Hannibal compared to her own, I think she's super jealous. Yeah. Oh, well. yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. It is that kind of like she. She and Bedelia. I don't think Bedelia gives that much of a fuck. She just wants to survive. But yeah, Chio actually does feel like she to 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 be kept for years and years and years to keep a man locked up because you don't want to kill him because you didn't want Hannibal to kill him or something like that. She is just under Hannibal's thumb so much. But she didn't even get to be with him, whereas Will has had all these conversations with him. And she must be raging, fuming that Hannibal basically moved on and had a whole life. And she, he wasn't just living his life. He was almost building something with someone else. And Yeah. Yeah, I, I do I, think... I don't know. Go ahead, yeah. I wonder what the relationship was like, if it was anything like Will's, whenever, you know, she first got there. I don't mm. know. I mean, he's older than her, so she would have gotten there young, and he would yeah. have been probably, what, like a preteen or a teen? I don't know how old she was when she got there. But I'm sure that she must have felt some sort of maybe crush on him or something. Yeah. But then you know he revealed everything he revealed to her and she kind of maybe had a Broke. hard time yeah <laughs> like like trying to reconcile the fact that she still felt a pull towards him despite knowing these things about him you know and even though it goes against everything she believes in because she doesn't believe in murder so it must have been hard for her and it must have broke her in the end I say the she end. She just doesn't have that thing that <laughs> Yeah, which is uh, that thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> I wonder um, if they ever no they didn't because the, that's that's the end of the show I was like I wonder if they ever like kissed or anything but no I don't think so they would have uh, shown that I think yeah so, so hmm. <laughs> Jinx um, so Patsy the uh, I literally was about to say that too I, want, I wrote Patsy's stupidness that's the topic <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe well I guess he didn't he seemed surprised so I don't think he realized that Dr. Fell was missing also <laughs> because you know he took his place but he's investigating like he told Jack that they have him doing menial work like investigating missing persons and that's why he's following up on Sogliato and, and I think it's Dimond right he shouldn't be looking for Dimond because they have Dimond's body and he knows about Dimon's body, unless they haven't identified it. What do you think? Uh, I didn't think about it that hard. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm wondering, like, who the other person he's You have the, like, about. you have all the plot hole questions that I never have. I'm just watching this show, like, you know, <laughs> blindly, like, just, yes, okay, yes, I believe that. Okay, cool. <laughs> But you have the best questions, and I'm like, wait, wow, you're watching with like a hawk eye. You're like, that doesn't make sense, and that doesn't make sense, and that doesn't add up. And I'm like, damn, this show's actually shit. (laughs) No, no, I feel bad. I do it all the time, but it's just, I'm just trying to like get an understanding because I'm, I get easily confused. So I'm Mm. like, okay, hold on, let me kind of dissect this so I can figure it out. So I'm not so confused, but then I find more questions, and that's annoying. No, 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 it's true that your questions are so fair. Like, um, Pat- Patsy, like, looking into his background a bit more, it does, there are so many plot holes, like, how do you not recognize him and then at the same time tell Jack that you think it's him? And then why would you contact the tip line and then think you're able to get some sort of fingerprint? I don't know, it just felt like Pat. Even the name Patsy feels like Patsy, like being a Patsy. Like a... Oh, yeah. That's so true. And I was like, oh, my God. He's just basically this, the fool guy. Like, he's just, yeah. it, it doesn't really feel like a, a good plot line. It just felt like a. He's a plot device. That's why. Yeah. He yeah. moves the story further. He kind of adds a little bit of flavor because, you know, mm. it gives them a um, a local hero to kind of root for because he's been searching for uh, Hannibal all this time, which there's, uh, I found some plot holes there too, but I won't mention them. Um, <laughs> no, no, I agree. Like, it does feel like they tried to do that whole local hero thing. But as soon as his character was introduced and I saw him talking to Will, or Jack, it the story felt weaker. Like the season felt a lot weaker than previous mm-hmm. seasons. He should have been older. He should have right. been much yeah. older. Yeah. He looks like he could be younger than Hannibal. Yeah. And and so like, okay, so does that mean that when he found Hannibal, he was still like a, just a beat cop? Like, I don't know how the cop situation works over there, but it takes a lot to become a detective investigator here, okay. at least. Like, it takes years for you to get to that point, as far as I know. Um, so I would think it would kind of be the same over there, since we kind of adopted Europe's kind of way of doing things. But I could be I wrong. Um, no, I think you're right. Yeah. And so it just seemed to me like, you know, if he was searching for Hannibal, 
back in the day when Hannibal was a young man, at least by that picture, I would assume then that this guy was also young and he seems really young. <laughs> I think that's the same problem I had with Chio being so young. I was like, man, she must have been a child when she came over. Yeah, they they really could have done better with that. It does seem like they messed that up, but <clears throat> I don't know. This show does seem to be moving a little bit away from the books, and it's it's interesting because you you kind of want to have that pre knowledge because sometimes it makes the story more interesting. Like, oh, I wonder how they adapted this part. I wonder how they're bringing in Hannibal's past. Mm. But actually, season three doesn't do that very well it kind of creates um its own version of that which is fair but at least make those things make sense like you said with the ages and the you know i think you know i think they knew that the show was going to get canceled and i really believe that they kind of condensed two seasons into this one and Uh, i think that's mm. what created a lot of this disjointedness you know yeah yeah at least I'll give them that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's give them that. I mean, we, I mean, the show is amazing. We don't want to shit on the show too much. Um, <laughs> um, it, is, it is really difficult to make a show like this and keep it going. Like you've mentioned a few times when we're watching about the, the, the gore, or not the gore, but like the graphic nature of it in season three. And... Yeah, it's kind of hard to keep a show like that going, especially when it gets really dialogue heavy and mm-hmm. people don't really watch shows for that anymore or ever, maybe. It's, I think it's hard. It's harder to follow a show that does that when you can't watch the next episode right away, which in this case, you know, it was one week a time, you know, one episode a week. Yeah. Uh, and so it's harder to remember all the little intricacies of the episode prior if it was a week ago, you know, for us, it's so it's really nice that we're doing three at a time because you can see the theme as it goes through and it like it makes it more apparent. And what they're talking about makes more sense because you remember the dialogue from the previous episode that it's connected to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think this show would have done so much better if it had come out on Netflix now, you know? Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, things like this show and you, um, they do need to be binge-watched because one week, one at a time, it's, um, yeah, like you're saying, it's just too, there's too much to hold or remember. I think the whole week weekly shows really worked with comedy and mm-hmm. maybe Crime of the Week where it wasn't so connected, yes. it was just an individual episode. Yeah, Exactly, exactly. You're focusing on just one plot device for the whole episode just that episode and and that way you know the the running themes you know the relationships between the main characters those are consistent and maybe not as uh you can you can give them more depth through the episode but it's not going to require the 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 watcher to remember everything that happened and what's going on in the in the main story for the week that's easier to follow because it's it's all contained in one episode. So yeah, you're right. That that would work so much better uh, on a, I guess, weekly basis versus a binge. Oh, this is the this is the the episode where um, Jack 
like as soon as Patsy dies, Jack's there. He looks up and he like runs up to Hannibal. <laughs> I know. Okay, so I couldn't believe that Patsy was stupid enough to want to sell Hannibal. Like, you really want to get this guy. Why are you selling him? Get the cops. You know, I thought that was kind of stupid. But so because of that, him dying kind of makes sense. Because it's like, okay, you're doing dumb things. Of course you're going to die. Don't do dumb things. Because he could have called the cops. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, It almost felt deserved because for so long, we are on Hannibal's side in terms of our perception of rudeness being punishable mm-hmm. by death. We almost expect it at this point. So to know that you, you know, oh, you try to sell Hannibal, really? You think Hannibal's sellable? He mm-hmm. is priceless. Like, <laughs> like, it's that kind of level of like, yeah, you actually deserve to have it. Like, um, what's it called? Guts out type of thing. Um, it was such a horrible way to die. I felt it like when he like was launched off the window. And his stomach oh. was cut and everything came out. I was like, how must that feel if you're still alive? Like, ew. Mm-hmm. I, so whenever um, I think Patsy thought he was on, I guess he thought he had the upper hand and he gets the knife with the fingerprint on it from Hannibal. And then immediately Hannibal comes up behind him and puts that handkerchief on his face. I screamed. I was so Did scared. you scream? <laughs> I did. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, God damn it, Hannibal, you got me. I was freaked out. It was so oh funny. my god. <laughs> yeah, but I felt so bad for him when he gutted him. Like, jeez, mm. that was rough. Mm-hmm. That was rough. Yeah, like he gutted him like um like it was a vertical line, right? Yeah. Yeah. So everything would come out in the middle. Like all the organs or something? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, basically his liver was going to fall out because of the force. Because it was a long way down, number one. And Mm. he's heavy. So when his body finally jerks at the end, everything's just going to pop out. How did Jack know that he was there? Um, His wife... Wasn't she saying like, "Oh, what's he doing? Like, what's he doing? He's taking That's too long." Right. He yes, because he went there because this happened at the school. I'm assuming or yeah. museum. I can't remember yeah, yeah. what he's doing. Whatever so, job, like he's some sort of curator or something. Yes. Okay. So yeah. So that's why he was there. All right. Now that makes sense to me because I'm like, he was there. But I thought I'm like. So after the fight, which was amazing, oh my god! Oh yeah, like wh- whoever's <laughs> listening, and if you have or haven't seen her, like, whatever, go watch that fight now. Pause this thing. You don't even have to listen to the rest of the episode. <laughs> it's so good. I I want to show it to everyone in the whole world. It's I love it so much. It's so funny. The music is so good, and Jack's silence just. Oh my god, chef's kiss. It's so done with Hannibal's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, because we're so used to Hannibal being the silent monster, the one that mm-hmm. creeps up in the middle of the night, you know, or like, you know, you're like when Miriam Lass was, she picked up that paper in his office and she was like, oh shit. And he like walks up behind her, no shoes on, absolutely silent, and like grabs her from behind. Um, the fact that Jack does that to Hannibal and he sets it up so nicely, he play he, the music starts playing. I'm like, damn, <laughs> that is such a Hannibal move. Like, yep. good for you, Jack. Good season three, 
<laughs> episode five. Please yeah. watch that fight. It is amazing. Yes. I was so <laughs> I was like, how is Hannibal able to get back up again after he put that hook through his uh, calf? I was like, oh my god, that has to hurt so bad. Yeah, like I'm impressed, but I'm also annoyed at how many times Hannibal got back up again. I know because okay, <laughs> so he goes downstairs. Well, he doesn't go downstairs. I'm sorry. He crawls onto Patsy's body and <laughs> flings himself to the ground, and he's able to walk away. I'm like Jack. You can catch him. He's just shuffling away. He's not he's even running. Away. Like, <laughs> go get him. Yeah, he literally was. He. Was, I'm. I was like, what are you doing? Just staring at Hannibal. Like, exactly. You could finish the job. Jump down. Look, you've clearly been working out. You can just jump down. He would have enough time with how slow that man was walking with all his wounds to just go down the stairs. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, like, I get you're so angry. You want to kill him with your bare hands. But also bring a backup gun. Come on. Like, just in case. Mm-hmm. Did you love it so much when Alana called him in the middle of killing Potsy? Oh yeah, that was actually very good. Yeah, dying her face. Oh my look of terror. Yeah, it was so cool seeing how um, just his voice alone just chilled her. Like that was very good acting. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt it too. It's like you're hearing the voice of your basically your abuser. It's terrifying, you know. And he he he's so calm about it, and she she also knows that. He's about to kill someone, and basically he's he's alive. It's just it, it it does feel like she's out of control. She's hearing it happen again, mm-hmm. and that was the same. You know, when when she was kicked out the window or pushed out the window by Abigail. Um, so much of her trauma comes from not being in control of a situation. All mm-hmm. the way to season one, when she advised Jack, you know, what the fuck are you doing with Will? And he was like. Well, his psychiatrist says it's okay. She's been out of control for so long. For real, for real. It's so funny that you mentioned her flying out of the window, just like Patsy did. Like, and she's the one that called him. She's the one that encouraged him to go there. Yeah, thrown out just like her. It's so that and Hannah looks so pleased with himself after that. Like he was so like proud of his work. And then to just see Jack lying down there or not laying, but standing there next to Patsy's guts, like, oh fuck. Yeah. It was that was such amazing it's just this timing that they created that Hannibal being so pleased with himself and then getting beat the sh- the shit out of him. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. And I, and, I, and I feel like that is true anger. When you don't give mm-hmm. a fuck anymore, that you're not even talking, you have no quick quips, you don't want to say anything, all you want to do is just smash, like, kill. Like, <laughs> I don't know, it just made me so happy. But I did like it at the end when Hannibal... Hannibal still had the fucking nerve to ask questions. He was like, how will you feel when I'm gone? It's like, shut up. <laughs> And then Jack's just like alive or something like that. And I was like, oh. Damn. That would have been so perfect if he killed him. (laughs) Yes, it would have. That would have been very poetic, but unfortunately, also the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, So after that wonderful fight scene, we go to episode six, uh, which is called Dolce. 
And Bedelia, I can't say her last name without sounding silly. So Bedelia <laughs> and Hannibal, since their time in Florence is coming to an end, while Jack Crawford questions Will Graham's loyalty. <laughs> of course, now he is. Uh, Hannibal plans for his final stand back in the States. Mason Verger hungrily makes plans for cannibal- Hannibal's capture. Cannibal. <laughs> Hannibal's capture, while Alana Bloom and Margot Verger make plans of their own for Mason. <sighs> okay, so that scene, <laughs> the scene where Bedelia is tending to Hannibal's wounds, she must feel so much relief. I think <laughs> she's still like hoping that he's not going to like make a last attempt to hurt her, but she's yeah. just like, I am not coming with you. You're on your own now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I, I, I did wonder like, Oh my God, she could have finished the job for Jack, but I think she is past like wanting to murder him. I think she's pretty much playing it safe. So I have a lot of questions about Bedelia for this this episode. I'm just yeah about I'm the kind of, story. Yes, I'm like I'm trying to understand where she's coming from, what she's doing, what her plan is, why she's doing it this way. But then it made sense to me at the end that maybe she was seeing something that I wasn't because it I didn't get it in the beginning. Um, but that guy wasn't the police, even though he was pretending to be, and yeah. Jack thought it was the police too, right? Mm, yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, the the police in Italy are so corrupt; they could be police and not police. Yeah, yeah. Like IRL, they are corrupt. <laughs> he could have been like Patsy, who yeah. you know, also was a police investigator, and he was already trying to sell him to Verger. So yeah. maybe you know she just found somebody else who was also I, in the yeah. system. I think that she knows that about the system and police and um maybe maybe specifically italian police but she she's playing it safe she's not oh hannibal's gone now i'm gonna rat on him i i think she's possibly at a point of trauma where Mm -hmm. she's not sure that there's ever any sorry that there's ever any way to be safe from hannibal so you might as well um not snitch on him like she was just like I'm Lydia Fell. Like, you know, she took the drugs or whatever she took to make it seem like she was, um, she had a, some sort of personality, what is it, misplacement? That she was Maybe. not Bedelia and that she was this Lydia Fell character. And yeah. she she could claim insanity, you know, and... They can fill out the rest. They could easily just assume that Hannibal had drugged her or kidnapped her. That they, they wouldn't assume, like, why would you assume that she was just lying? Right. Um, and like, yeah. I, like I wonder if especially maybe especially if he, sorry, just lastly, especially if Hannibal himself had taken the identity of of uh, Doctor Fell, then mm-hmm. it does make sense that, yeah. I think she was trying to find some way to give herself some sort of alibi, maybe, because she had all these opportunities to just leave. She went to the grocery store. She she even put herself in front of a security camera so that people could see her. So obviously she was trying to make herself known. Um, but I think maybe she's also trying to give herself some sort of out 
for not having taken the opportunities that she was given to escape when she had them, you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I agree with that. That's definitely the reason. I do I do wonder a little bit, um, like, why she didn't take any of those ways out, like, just to, like, contact the police or whatever. Do you think part of her is just too traumatised, or do you think she's actually loyal to Hannibal? Oh, I really don't. I... Uh, it's hard because her relationship with him has been so complex since the beginning, you know, like not understanding. I still don't know what happened between her and her, uh, victim, I guess you could say her, her patient that caused her to give Hannibal the ability to use it, you know, to, to control her all this time. Because that must be part of it, too. Maybe she's not trying to be looked at about his murder. I don't know. I don't know. It's. I thought it was really weird when that scene, um, kind of like the flashback to like after her patient died and she's pulling her arm out of his throat. Like, how? What were you doing? <laughs> like, I don't understand. <laughs> and I think that might be why she kind of feels guilty, because I think she might be. I think she might be guilty of something. If that makes sense. So he sense. has something on her and vice versa. Yeah. So maybe yeah. that's what she's afraid of also. Maybe. I don't know. I was definitely convinced in that uh, scene where she's talking to Hannibal before, you know, when she's telling him that he's going to go and he's got to leave her behind. I really do think they were having... Uh, relations so to speak I, th I think they were <laughs> for me at least it kind of cements it but whether or not they were I don't know <laughs> but I, no, think no, they... yeah, I think I think I think they were I think on some level she feels a certain attraction to him I think um, there's and curiosity like professional but also yeah personal yeah. I think mm -hmm. they do have some sort of connection so it's got to be taking some sort of uh, it, it, it's definitely part of the decisions that she's making right now with what she's telling people at least yeah that was uh, did you see that scene where Hannibal is like a big roasted duck on the table for Verger oh yeah I, I, I think all those comments between Verger and his like chef are very interesting um, I know I think Hannibal would approve of some of those <laughs> comments. He'd be like, yes, you could cook me that way. <laughs> I think he'd have some suggestions of his own. Yeah, exactly. Let me tell you, I've been feeding myself this and that, so this is the wine you should pair me with. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's so true. That's so good. What was Bedelia shooting up? Like, I know she was injecting herself with something. Is it some sort of... I don't think it was heroin. I think it was, like, that same thing that maybe he was pumping into Will. Yeah, it apparently was the same thing that um, Miriam Lass had as well. Ah, okay. That's right. That's right. It's, um... What is it? It's some kind of... It feels, seems like a tranquilizer of sorts. Something like that, or some sort of, I guess, yeah, like a tranquilizer or something that's going to make her more susceptible to 
um, suggestion, maybe? Yeah. I guess you'd need something that's going to sedate you, but also not see reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so some kind of hallucinogen as well. I, I think that, that he gave that to um, not just Miriam, but also, who was it? Uh, to Verger when he cut his face off. And he was like, oh, you want to you wanna feed the dogs? And he, he was like, with what? He was like, with yourself. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> that yeah. would also explain why she's kind of making, um, like, why it doesn't really make sense why she's insisting that she's Mrs. Fell, maybe? Because that is also kind of driving her instincts. But I'm sure that they agreed on what she was going to say. Because obviously she was going to get cut up with the cops. Yeah, and, and and he can he said that he would um back up what she was saying, I guess. Like before they before they parted, it did seem like he he approved of her solution. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um but but yeah. I mean this this episode is really interesting because of the different um partings, but also reunions. Um Will and Hannibal sit yeah. down in front of the Primavera, I think that that's what the painting's called or something. Um, the one that he'd been going to a lot as a young man, and Will knew to find him there, which, you know, and maybe another plot hole, but... Did he? I feel like they they both looked surprised to see each other. At least that's ah. what it looked like to me. I think he went there hoping to, like, maybe get more, like... To see if he could maybe find more clues as to where he could find him, you know, knowing that Hannibal liked to go there, knowing that he was so connected to that spot. Yeah. You know? Maybe. But, but they he did, did look say, surprised. Yeah. Yeah. He did say that he'd been going to places and, uh, what was it? Um, I've written it down somewhere. Um... Like something like that. Oh, because he'd been going to places, staring at after images of you in places like you haven't been in years. Yes. I, that, I wrote down a lot of, I had to go back and rewatch that um, conversation. It did, I had to write a lot of it down because it's one of the most beautiful uh, exchanges between them. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, yeah. Like, Will was being really honest, it seems. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a little confused at the yeah. end because I only watched it the one time. I, I didn't go back and I kind of wish I had now because I was at the time mm-hmm. wondering when they get up and they leave, was it because they were going to run away together or because Hannibal was giving up or giving himself up to Will? I didn't understand that part. And then, of course, when they're walking, Will pulls out that knife that only Chio saw. Well, at the time. Hannibal does see it later. But I just wonder where they were going before that happened. Because obviously, Will was being not so upfront with Hannibal, considering he was pulling a knife out. Was he going to kill him? Was he just going to threaten him with it? I don't know. 
What do you think? Yeah, I mean, if if we sort of dissect the conversation that they had, maybe we can kind of, like, given the fact that he has a knife at the end and he pulls it out, we might be able to reprocess the conversation. Because without with the knife, and or without the knife, it's, like, really different. If, we, right. if there was no knife, it would be such a different conversation. Um, yeah. But... It does seem like, so when I rewatched it, I was like, it seems like Will is processing Hannibal as a killer and, and accepting that he has to let him go and cut him out. Because there is this, they do talk about we're conjoined. I wonder if either of us can survive separation. And even Bedelia notes at the beginning of this episode that, or I think in the last episode, you know, Will is coming to kill you and you are le- lying in wait, waiting to kill him. And it, it could be when he says after you and he lets Hannibal go first, it could be that they are going to not fight in a let's take this outside kind of way. Like, <laughs> I don't know, but almost like one last walk or like, I, I, I don't know. It makes no sense about where they were going. Um, there are just some things that they say to each other in that moment that I think is just a little bit enlightening about where Will's at and where Hannibal's at. Because Hannibal says to him, if I saw you every day forever, Will, I would remember this time. And Will's response is, it's strange seeing you here in front of me. Um, I've, been st- like, I've been staring at after images of you of all the places you've been that you haven't been in years. His response isn't, I will remember this moment too. It's, I can't believe I'm face to face with you again. And he also says something like, he wanted to understand him before he saw him again. So Will says to Hannibal, I wanted to understand you before I laid eyes on you again. I'm sorry, but that doesn't sound like a person who is excited to see someone. It kind of sounds like, I wanted to get closure before I saw you again. Like, Maybe. get perspective. Perspective, yeah. It feels like it doesn't sound like, I don't know, Hannibal just sounds so much more enamored still uh-huh. by yes. Will. And it Will is so just sad. disappointed in him. Yeah. I feel for Hannibal because I feel like this is an unrequited love that he really wants to make happen. Yeah. And no matter what. <laughs> What he tries, you know, Will it, just cannot be tied down. He has morality, but, but just this little last little niggling morality, like this little, it's in his head and it just, it won't leave. And I think that's the, the part that Hannibal is trying and aching to like remove, to be like, there is no such thing as morality. And even the way Will says, you know, his his timeline is before Hannibal and Ar- he says mine before you and after you what about yours was it before Misha before Abigail and Hannibal should have said it's before you as well like before and after you but he doesn't he says how is Chio like he he clearly will misses the point or he doesn't allow the space to be created for Hannibal to express how he really feels true i think that will is afraid to let him you know because if he listens to hannibal too much 
if he lets his words charm him like they do everyone else, then he'll be lost. And I think he knows that now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I want it. Why does he have to be so terrible? Hannibal. They would be so so cute together. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's always the way. You can't be with yeah. It's um Yeah. I feel like so this is where I wrote that Chio is so jealous because you could see in her face when she was like looking at their faces through the um scope of her gun, you know? And I think I think Hannibal's face, <coughs> knowing that, you know, he doesn't know that Will has this knife, but he looks so, I don't know, he seems happy, of course, thinking that, I, this is why I wonder what the purpose of them leaving was, because he seems, I don't know, he just seems not happy, but he just seems pleased to be walking with Will in this place that he loves, you know? It's um Oh like the next scene when he says about the knife, like you were holding your forgiveness. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was like, damn, that is a line, that is a slap. It's like like if even if you were right if even if you felt righteous in killing Hannibal, I would feel ashamed. I'd be like, Oh god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and when he catches it when Will, I think it's so significant that Will is um, obviously, you know, he gets shot by Chio and the knife is still in his hand. Mm-hmm. And Hannah was like, You are holding your forgiveness, Will, you know, you almost dropped, or something like that. And he, it drops from his hand and Hannibal catches it. And I'm like, Why is this kind of sexual? Like, I, I don't know. It's almost like the knife that Hannibal put in Will penetrated will and then the one that will's carrying why is there so much i don't know it's like phallic imagery then also like penetrating imagery and then it's like sexual but it's also murder it's just all these things are so intertwined in hannibal and i think because it's very masculine you know oh yeah like the power right like who has the power yeah and and for them to i think the way they're relating to each other is very masculine i don't think that we as women could even begin to understand the relationship that they have with each other and how it kind of blurs the lines between you know sexuality violence and love and fear and just I, I don't think that we can even begin to get it, but it is so beautiful. You're really selling homosexuality though. Like I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, I feel so bad for the straight guys. Like they're just stuck with us women. <laughs> I I mean it's just it's a different dynamic. I mean, you could look at look at Villanelle, you know, and the relationship oh, between her and Eve. Right, between I mean, two women as well. Yes, and there's violence there too, but it's different. It's used differently. It's felt differently. I don't know. I just, I'm. Uh, I'm Yeah, in Killing Eve, it's less about. There is still something special that only two women feel as well. Yeah. But it's more so about 
understanding each other's minds. Like, I know Will and Hannibal have that, but theirs is coming from a place of, like, I get the violence that someone else created. Whereas, mm-hmm. whereas Eve and Villanelle are not consistently analyzing each other's crime scenes and whatever. It's more like, oh, she's just, you know, she's so hurt. Like, why is she doing that? Or, like, why do women kill? And it's, it's just, it's always different to why men kill. Or, yeah. You know, Will and the relationship he has with Garrett Jacob Hobbs and then Hannibal and then all the other killers, it doesn't seem to be... Yeah, like, definitely something we're going to talk about with Killing Eve, and I'm sure when we analyse Killing Eve, we'll compare it to Hannibal. It's quite hard to do now, like, because I haven't seen Killing Eve in a while, but it's such a great point about relationships between men are definitely different because of, you know, them being men. But there is, I think I want to draw a line between relationships of people between, uh, of the same sex have something that heterosexual relationships just don't have because of the opposite. Right. It's that it's, it's two yins, two yangs, you know, but it's like they come from, it's so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, but it's just so visceral. So body bound, you know, it's very has to do with taste and touch feel and how things look and how things um, make you feel as far as, you know, your, your, your senses, you know, your touch, your smell, all that is very, very visceral. And then with these two women, it's very, God, it's so much introspection and less to do with how, I mean, yes, there's a lot of like fashion and stuff, but I think that's not really, I mean, look at Eve, she's not into that, you know, but she wants to dress her that way. She wants to even. Eve isn't even, like, I mean, sorry, not Eve. Both of them aren't even that sexual. Like, right. <laughs> and when they are intimate with each other, it doesn't even feel like those are their most intimate moments. Their mm-hmm. most intimate moments genuinely feel like their emotional moments. And I think women are, like, being, they are, like, if, if Eve screams or if Villanelle cries, and then they sh- they they switch to another scene when the other person is also crying. It's like, why is that emotional connection their intimacy? Is it because right. they're women? Is that how women connect? I think so. I think we hit it. <laughs> okay. There we go. <laughs> I do. I do. I think it's 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 all in our heads, you know, or in our hearts. Mm. How we relate to each other, you know, we're trying to understand one another, but in a less physical way you know yeah and then but with Hannibal you know he's just it's hard to co- compare them because oh, it's it's all different situations right? it, it, it but, is but it it is it is still um their most intimate scenes intimate intimate I can't say it did I say it right anyway it's so late for me um <laughs> Is, is when, like, Hannibal is dressing Will's wounds, or there is some kind of wound action, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. blood, there is, oh, you killed someone, let's process that. Oh, you shot Garrett Jacob Hobbs, how did that feel to shoot him? It's like, whoa, their conversations are about physical things, about food, about taste. They even eat together, like the birds. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It's all very hedonistic. Very yeah, hedonistic. yeah. <laughs> Damn. Actually, th- this makes me want to be a guy, but then at the same time makes me appreciate being a woman because... I know, yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't know which one I'd rather be because even Villanelle, oh my god, are there some scenes scenes in that show that just make me think, fuck, being a woman is so complex and so rewarding and so amazing. And then the hedonistic aspect of Hannibal and Will, this like... I- consumption thing wow like i don't know they're both passionate (laughs) yes i'm so jealous of their ability to just lose themselves in their senses like that it's amazing i'm so stuck in my head so often just like oh that would be such a release you know to just feel and, and just let it let it let it run through you like that you know yeah, uh, I thought it was interesting when Jack and Chia were both in the uh, in the lift. In the lift. <laughs> oh my like, god! They're yeah. both on their way to murder Hannibal. Yeah, <laughs> they're both like, oh, they both notice each other's weapons, <laughs> and that they're was both funny. like, yeah, you after you. Yeah, it's, um, that last bit just happened so quickly. With the, um, Will and Hannibal at the table, and then Jack coming in, and then Hannibal under the the table reminded me of um, Villanelle under the bed. Ah, this is the second time I screamed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my god. Will's like, he's under the table. I'm like, how did you not see him? You were so far away. Yeah, yeah. That's like, it's not like a Matilda scene where he's like stuck on the inside of the table. He's like. Just under the table. You should have seen him. <laughs> right. Another pothole. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that, that scene was very suspenseful. But then, of course, uh, everybody is shocked when uh, we find them upside down in that meat locker truck on their way to Verger's house. Yeah. I don't know how Will doesn't bleed out, but... Yeah. I- that's okay that was my next question did they go the whole way like that or did they just kind of prop them up that way for show to show verger you know like to make him happy yeah that they're meat right <laughs> it must oh, have just such a little weirdo can't wait to get into his i think the next three episodes are going to be like verger um focused Oh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. You know, I've been waiting for the scenes that are coming up. I kept thinking they were supposed to happen last season. And I'm like, why do I keep thinking that? No, it's later. It's later. Mm. This season is a little rushed. It really is. This would have been, could have easily taken place over two seasons easily. They could have had all of Italy be one season and Mm. then coming back with to, to, to Mason the next season. You know, that would have been the cliffhanger or something. Yeah, well, this was great. I'm yeah. really enjoying this season. I cannot wait to get into the next three episodes. And I think we're, it's three episodes. Let's see. So we did uh, one, two, three. So this one, two, three will be up to episode nine. So you've got three more uh, podcasts and we'll be done with the season. Wow. Oh my God. Wow. We'll be done kind of in time for you slash um we'll be doing a bunch of things i think at the same time maybe so i really hope our listeners are in for you know the finale finale the final you know no more hannibal that's gonna be weird 
I we know. reviewed every single episode. <laughs> really proud of us. <laughs> Me too. Me too. We did a good job. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode and you'll join us next week for episodes seven through nine. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening. Bye everyone. Bye.